0: If you're interested in listening ad-free, go to patreon.com slash the SCP Experience. There you can enjoy my ad-free podcast and never have to listen to ads again. That's patreon.com slash the SCP Experience. Now time for the story. Declan's anger radiates throughout the car, making me squirm in the passenger seat. I guess I can sympathize. Declan is two years older than me with natural good looks and athletic prowess. When dad got the promotion, it meant saying goodbye to my close circle of friends and our regular game nights. Declan left behind his status as one of the most popular students at school and had to start again from scratch. Christ, he seethes against the wheel. Is this the place? I looked down at my phone and examined the Maps app. I had spent the night patrolling the internet until I found an ad for a local Dungeons & Dragons game. It's a small town, and the house is the same as all the other cookie-cutter houses lining up both sides of the block. The only difference is the lawn gnomes. Instead of the typical happy faces, these are posed with grim determination, some holding swords, and others paired with menacing lawn goblins. Yeah, I'm guessing this is it. I step out of the car and walk toward the lawn but freeze when I hear the driver's side door open and close. What are you doing? The guy who posted the ad for this nerd shit is in his 20s, right? He frowns at me. Mom and dad want me to make sure this guy isn't some weird perv. Mom and dad are pretty cool. They're old enough to remember the Dungeons and Dragons craze in the 80s, but never participated in it. For them, it still conjures up the paranoia of Satanism and violent behavior. So, their request for my brother to join doesn't surprise me. I swallow but nod as Declan falls in step behind me, worrying the whole time. Declan hasn't been the same since the move. His temper is short, and he lashes out whenever he feels frustrated. I've got a litany of bruises up and down my arm and a recovering split lip from Declan's last temper flare. I know he's not coming out of concern for my safety, instead, He wants to come in and insult everyone inside in hopes of sabotaging any attempts I might have at friendship. Not seeing any other choice, I tighten the bag containing my dice and continue to the porch. I raise my hand to the door, but it clicks and swings open on its own. A wave of sound washes over me. A cold breeze sinks into my arms and crickets chirp around me in all directions. The sensation fades as quickly as it begins, and I stare, blinking. Declan and I step inside, and the door swings shut behind us. Well, that's not creepy. Declan swears and takes the lead, leading me through the living room and kitchen. Both Declan and I freeze at two completely different sights. I stare at the table that's been carved out of expensive wood. The front end is a dragon's head, and the comfortable-looking chairs at the sides have been carved into the shape of wings. I've seen some impressive gaming rigs before, but never one that looks like this." Declan stares at the girl. She looks to be around his age. Her long raven hair is streaked with splashes of purple, and she wears a tight T-shirt that shows off her figure. The name Motion City Soundtrack is splashed across it with a deformed-looking T-Rex. Ah, so the last of our party has finally arrived. Distracted by the table and the girl, Declan and I didn't notice the man in the room. Well, a young man anyways. He looks like he's still in his early 20s. His blonde hair is in frizzy, unkempt waves reminiscent of a young Albert Einstein. A cluster of acne clings to the corner of his forehead, just above his eyes. Oh, hi, I clear my throat. I'm Sean, and this is my brother, Declan. Rose, the girl says. And I'm Adam, the young man smiles and takes his seat at the head of the table, a dungeon's manual by his side. He hands a piece of paper to Rose and holds a hand open to me. I give him my character sheet and he glosses over the facts and smiles. Ah, Bandu the Mystic, a human mage. You should pair well with Ashara, the elven barbarian. He slides the character sheet to one of the empty chairs and I take my place. Declan surprises me and slides into the seat beside Rose, and he beams at her. Adam opens his hand towards Declan, who stares at him blankly, and I sigh. Oh yeah, Declan, you don't have a character sheet, so I guess you'll have to go. That was your plan anyway, right? The look he shoots me is one of pure fury. I flinch, and my arm throbs with pain as I picture the row of punches I'll receive on the car ride back. Adam glances at both of us, his smile faltering for a second before expanding. Oh, no need. I have a character sheet prepared for the new initiates. He slides Declan a piece of paper and smiles. You shall be Swifty Six Toes, the halfling thief who lost his toes to frostbite and took to a life of crime so he may always be warm. Declan frowns and takes the sheet without even looking. Yeah, whatever. So when does this start? (laughs) Adam smiles and clears his throat. His slight squeaking voice is replaced by one with power, like from a movie trailer. Our three adventurers journey down the commons road. Your spirits are low from your latest quest. What little money you had left over after resupply was spent on reverie and good times. Now you trek toward the town of Korra in hopes of finding better paying work. The night is chilling, and the sound of a chorus of crickets is all that accompanies your steps. The lights in the kitchen lower, and the same sensation as before washes over me. The cold sinks into my arms, and crickets chirp around me in all directions. I look around the table. There's a glow of moonlight hanging down from the kitchen corner. Whoa. I had heard of DMs decking out their games with special effects before, but never as in-depth as this. Whatever Adam does for money, he clearly uses it to bring his games to life. The noise of crickets die with the sound of whistling steel. Rose and I look toward Adam, and Declan frowns at his character sheet. Well, well, looky here. Adam's voice sounds completely different now, rugged and robust with just the hint of a British droll. Looks like we got some work to do. Get them boys. Adam's voice again shifts back to the one of a booming narrator. Several bandits spring out from the darkness, encircling your party. I pick up my 20-sided die, as does Rose, and Declan just scratches his head. Adam doesn't hesitate and drops several different colored D20s, one for Declan and the rest for the bandits. Swiftly, it's your first move. What do you want to do? It's not until we turn to Declan that he realizes it's his turn. Oh, right. Well then, uh, I kick the shit out of the leader. Rose and I groan and Adam flinches, but he rolls again for Declan. The brave but foolish thief rushes forward with a flying kick at the lead bandit and bounces off his chest, inflicting no damage. Laughing, the leader shoves his booted foot into Swifty's nose. What the fuck? At first, I think Declan is just overreacting again. But really, what halfling thief decides to go mano-a-mano with a bandit leader? But Declan has his hands cupped over his nose. Blood drips from between his fingers. Holy shit! Rose shouts and leans toward him. Are you okay? Emotions ripple across Declan's face, quickly masking his pain as Rose pays attention to him. Instead, he takes a handkerchief from the center of the kitchen table and wipes the blood away. I blink and look at the blood-stained cloth. That hadn't been on the table before, had it? Yeah, Declan nods. Still getting used to this dry weather. The bandits charge at Ashara. Adam ignores them and rolls his dice and checks some unseen figures. But what blows? She's unable to dodge, bounce harmlessly off her armor. Ashara, what do you do? Rose beams and bangs her fist against the table. I unsheath my great sword and swing it wide, trying to take the heads off these bastards. Adam nods his approval and watches Rose's die land and counts the figures. Your blade flies true. Your sword cleanly slices through the neck of one bandit, then lodges halfway through his comrade's throat. He dies gurgling and choking on his own blood. As Adam says this, the special effects kick in again. The sound of something heavy topples beside me and I nearly jump from my seat. Rose raises her fist in triumph as unseen speakers play the sounds of a man gurgling and falling over. Adam smiles and turns to me. Van Du, it's your action. What do you do? I'm about to ask where the bandits are most concentrated, but somehow I see it in my mind. At the corner of the kitchen, Three shadows mingle together. The shapes of their swords and axes are clear. I raise my arm with an open hand, and with my free one, I roll the dice. Firebolt. Adam smiles as heat blasts through the room, wiping away the cold. Light washes in the kitchen corner, like flat flames against the wall. A projection, maybe? The shadows writhe in pain before collapsing into a pile of dust. I blink. And cough as the smell of burned meat lingers in the air, along with a small cloud of ash. Holy shit! Rose smiles. This is the best game ever. Nice job, Van Du. Uh, my guy sucks. Declan frowns and snatches my character sheet from me. I want to be Van Du. Whoa! Rose's eyes narrow. Character sniping? Not cool, man. That's some real poser shit. Declan seethes once more his body twitching as he takes a turn glaring at each of us, landing on me. He rips my sheet in half, then does it again before crumpling it up and tossing the shreds in my face. Fuck this nerd shit, I'll be in the car. His chair grinds into the floor as he storms from the kitchen. Oh no, I rub my arm, forget about being punched. Tonight, I'm flat out getting my ass kicked. Low growls surround us, and I look around the room though I don't see anything. I hear the sounds of padded feet running across the tile floor. Declan screams in anguish, but the growls grow louder until they're overshadowed by Adam's voice. Our foolish thief has wandered off the commons road. Sadly, he's forgotten that wolves prowl the forest at night. Rose and I exchange a look and bolt up from the table. She screams and I stare in shock. Declan is spread across the living room floor. His arms and legs have been ripped away. Blood pools out from under him. He is dead. So, we both jump and stare at Adam as he smiles brightly at us. What do you do next? SCP-3744 is a 23-year-old human male who weighs 76 kilograms and stands at a height of 1.8 meters. During sessions of the tabletop role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons, SCP-3744 exhibits class four reality bending abilities which it typically utilizes for the purpose of increasing the game's realism. These abilities include being able to expand or contract the inner dimensions of an enclosed space, manifesting objects and living entities, and imparting anomalous properties to subjects within its effective range. This range is limited to the enclosed space it inhabits. It is unable to use its abilities while outdoors. Outside of a Dungeons and Dragons setting, SCP-3744 has not yet demonstrated any anomalous abilities of significance. It has thus far demonstrated full cooperation with Foundation personnel.